Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Justin Quill is a partner at major law firm Thompson Gear. He's a great friend of the program, and when the complex legalities come around, he's the man we turn to to try and make a little bit of sense of that, and he's been good enough to join us. Quilly, good morning. Good morning, gents. Good to be here. Uh, yes, well, uh, this is a headline front pages of newspapers that uh, the AFL and Melbourne and, and Joel Smith wouldn't like to, to see or read about, but cocaine trafficking, is that... It's certainly justifiable in the eyes of Sports Integrity Australia. Where does it sit in terms of common law out in the in the public? How's he is he looking right now, Joel Smith, in relation to uh, cocaine trafficking allegations? Yeah, well, I imagine he's not looking particularly happy. Uh, look, you, you guys made it clear in the before the last break. This is um, this is a, an allegation only, and we've got to say that right off the top that, that this is only an allegation. It's an allegation made by Sport Integrity Australia. So that's the the old Asada. Um, people will be familiar with uh, Asada, of course, from. Uh, uh, from the Essendon drug scandal, um, but this is uh, the, the new name, Sport Integrity Australia. So they have made the allegation. This is not a, a criminal allegation involving the police at this point, and we can come to that in a moment. Uh, but but they are asserting that there has been uh, uh, an ADRV, an anti-doping rule violation. Uh, so it's not a it's not a violation of the criminal. War. It's a violation of the anti-doping rules. Um, in that, he um, was in possession of cocaine and uh, offered it for uh, sale or distribution or what have you. It trafficked it or uh, attempted to traffic. So that's that's the state of play. It's it's not a criminal thing yet, but of course it could become that possibly. Yeah, that was going to be my question, Justin. At Sam Edmund here, and thanks for joining us. So as you say, not a violation of criminal law at the moment, but with the allegations laid out by SIA, is this something Victoria Police would be obligated or likely to have a look at? Um, I'm not sure about obligated. Maybe. I think they're probably uh, probably only obligated once someone makes a complaint. Uh, look, they'll be certainly interested in it. No doubt there'll be discussions being held down at Victoria Police Centre uh, this morning about this, but um, the, the the big difference is really we've got to remember the standard of proof. And again, pro- mm. people, you always as we sort of reminded of uh, the phrase standard of proof from the Essendon drug scandal. Um, that that um, uh, here, what we're talking about is that much lower standard. We're not. Uh, we're talking more of the balance of probabilities, comfortable satisfaction, uh, rather rather than beyond reasonable doubt. So if it's going to be a criminal case, the police would have to be satisfied that they could prove this beyond reasonable doubt. Now, I don't know what the te- these text messages say. Mm. Um, I know you guys don't know either. Um, the, I'm not sure that the text messages alone would would sort of reach that really high bar of, um, uh, you know, no reasonable doubt. So, so uh, look, whether it ends up in a criminal case or not, who knows? But uh, we've got to remember that that standard of proof is much ha- higher, and so they have to have, um, uh, you know, pretty significant evidence. And I'm just not sure. I'm not sure that a um, uh, that a bunch of text messages would be uh, would be sufficient enough to warrant uh, a criminal charge that that can only be brought if the police think they've got a very good chance. Of, uh, of getting a conviction on that really high standard. How long can we expect that this will go on for, this investigation, yeah. do you think? Yeah, I, I heard you guys say before that, um, you know, nothing nothing is quick. And again, I, 
Um, I know, you know, people's memory of the essence thing just going dragging on for years and years and years and years and years. Um, I, I suspect that things are going to move more quickly now. Um, this investigation that's been going on, no doubt, has been going on for quite a while and it's been dragging on and on and on. Uh, but now that now that it's, uh, you know, in the, in the public domain, so to speak, I suspect uh, um, Joel Smith and his... His legal team will uh, will be trying to move this quickly uh, and and actually get a resolution quicker. Uh, so I suspect uh, I suspect you know we're talking more like weeks and months rather than years. We're not talking days though. What is a, a legal? What would you think would be the response from? Uh, it's hard for you to answer this, of course, but they're from Smith's legal team and and the sort of response that we could expect. Uh, well, I, I don't think we, the public, will will expect to know much about it. I think it's most of this is going to be heard in closed court and dealt with in closed court. Um, look, he he could he could admit this. He could say, okay, fine, I've done it. You've got the text messages; they show what they show. But look, you know, it's commonplace, and um, you know, young young men my age do this, and uh, you know, that, he might say that and, and, and admit it. And if he does that, of course, then it's going to be a much um, a much quicker process, uh, and he might sort of fall his sword, so to speak, and try and try and get a reduced penalty that way. Um, alternatively, he could go the other way, and he could um, could demand a hearing. Um, that hearing would not be a, a hearing in public. It's not like a, uh, you know, a public court case, like a murder case or something like that, uh, where we can all go in and sit and listen. Um, but but he could ask for a hearing, and and uh, and you know, it's uh, it'll be uh, it'll be uh, uh, KCs at ten paces sort mm. of thing, and uh, and and then of course that then will drag it out a lot longer. So, Corley, don't want to run ahead of things too much, of course, and uh, we all acknowledge there's a real veil of secrecy over this stuff and the process. But the allegations, as they sit surrounding surrounding trafficking, I mean, what sort of what sort of Pandora's box could could this open? I mean, could it implicate others, and then where does it go from there in the eyes of SIA potentially? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, you're right about running ahead with things. I, I'm what I'm doing here is is really speculating, and uh, what I've been doing the whole time. This morning, with you guys, is speculating. It could be this. It could be that. Mm. Um, I, I'm, I'm. I, there's an information vacuum for me, of course. So, so that's why I'm speculating, so people can get a, a bit of a sense of the, the possible options. But, but the truth of it is, um, you know, we don't have all the information. We can't. Uh, we, we can't say. But, but I think it could open a Pandora's box. It could um, really. Um, uh, you know, cause uh, reticulation between the players at, at uh, um, uh, at uh, Melbourne. You know, those that those that were involved, those that were not. Uh, are they going to ask for the phones of all the other players? What about the the players that these text messages were sent to? Um, you know, are they going to get them in and say, well, what happened after that text message, et cetera, et cetera? So, uh, how how far? Down the, the rabbit burrow, um, sport integrity chase this uh, will be really interesting. Whether they just leave it at Joel Smith or whether they say no, well, we need to, we need to get you know the the two players, the ten players, the twenty players. Who knows um, that that were involved uh, allegedly uh, based they, on these text messages. Uh, clearly, we need to they, get them in and ask them. Can they do that? Do they have the powers to be able to do that? Yeah, they do. They have they have the powers to invent, conduct investigation, which include where they have reasonable basis to suspect that there has been an anti-doping rule violation. 
So again, we, we go back to this um, ADRV, anti-doping rule violation. It's not a criminal matter, but but they are they've got pretty wide powers to investigate. And and I might say, like, you know, for good reason. We we all sport integrity Australia is really about. Um, the integrity of our sports. Now, um, some people listening today will say, well, this is, um, whilst it's not good, etc., this is in a different category. This is not someone taking steroids and they shouldn't be using their their power to um, bust a, bust a, uh, uh, you know, uh, some cocaine takers at a, at, at a particular club. Um, and, and I understand people might say that, but, but ultimately, Sport Integrity Australia... Um, may well take a different view and say, no, that's exactly what we should be doing. Um, and it goes right to the to the heart of the integrity of of sport in Australia. And we need to, you know, we need to we need to knuckle down on it. I think that's a really good point. A point that needs to be made here. This is as a result of a game day breach. So therefore, their ability, Sport Integrity Australia, to you know call other players. Mm. Is that only because it is in relation to a game day breach and not a, and I don't use this lightly, a run-of-the-mill positive, you know, in the off-season or something like that? No, look, um, they can conduct... That's, that's how this... this, um, this uh, I'm stealing uh, Sammy's uh, phrase from, from before Pandora's box, uh, but this is how uh, the Pandora's box opened because of a game, door break, game day breach. That's how the door yep. opened. Yep. But but now that it's open, um, they've got information that would suggest that um, rule violation. So uh, they, they, it's not that they can only investigate game day breaches. They can go further than that. And 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 so that's I mean yeah. So so the short answer to your, to your question, Gary, is um, uh, the door is open and they can walk through it if they think it's so it's, it's appropriate. So a posit- I'm just trying to work this out. So a positive test, middle of the week, or you know, whenever they do their drug testing, they Sport Integrity Australia have then got the capacity to go. Okay, player Jones. No, I don't want to use Jones. Player X has tested positive. I want his phone. I'm going to go through his phone. I'm going to look at the contacts. I'm going to. It, that, they've got that capacity just for a run of the mill. And I don't again a run of the mill positive test. Yeah. Um- my understanding is that is exactly what has happened here. That that is exactly what's happened here. We've had a we've had the we've had the positive test, and um and then we on uh, game and then, day though, and then they've on yes, game day. Yes, yep, yep, and then they've confiscated his phone. Yeah, that no, so, that's, and so now yeah. they go on. Sorry, keep going. So so now they've got that information. They can use that to um go dig deeper and go further. Now, if, if you're saying um, if you're saying that, hang on. What about what about just a normal, a normal uh, test that's out of comp- an out of competition yes, test, for yes, example? Yes. I, I look. The short answer is I don't know, but I I would expect that that the the, the rules would be the same. That is, once they once they um, come into possession of information, they can then investigate it. You know, oh, this person tested positive for X. Right? How did they get that? Why did they? Why were they taking it? What are the circumstances in which they were taking it, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. And so they can then in, and investigate, and and then of course that opens up all these other avenues and lines of inquiry. So I, I expect that is the case. Uh, difficult for you. We appreciate it. You, you don't know all the facts, and you're not at the coalface, but you do a great job of trying to put make some sense of it all. We appreciate you giving us some time, mate.
Thanks, guys. Justin Quill, partner at Major Law Firm. Thomas Gear. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. I th- I th- no, no. I thought that this, because it was in competition and then becomes, you know, at a whole different level, that's why it gets escalated. Gee, they're going to have some work to do then if they're going to track down every single positive. I think their powers are far-reaching. I mean, when a code, when a when a, a sport fits under the uh, SIA code, the USADA code, then they're beholden to the powers that that. No, that, I, that I understand, and that should be. But there is a different. There is a difference by its very nature of when the positives. Uh, found because the well has been up until recently a two to four year suspension if you're in game day. Yeah, but trafficking clearly has taken it to a whole other well, level. Yeah, that does indeed. Yeah, no, we've got to take a break. I'm sorry, we've gone a little bit past that. I appreciate you trying to make. I'm sure this will rage all day, Sammy, and you'll be across it all. Give us a call though. You've been listening to this conversation. Uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, we'd love to hear from you after the break.